I'm here with Tim, the only Tim in the entire universe. Tim Cato to break down the, the Mavs offseason, Christian Wood starting, Jalen Brunson, and just everything Mavs. Coming up on Lockdown Mavs. And this is Lockdown Mavs don't believe you shouldn't be here well welcome to lockdown mavs it's one of your co-hosts isaac harris one half of lockdown mavs contributed to maps.com if you're watching uh on youtube if you're listening in your car hey just go to don't do this while you're driving but go to youtube and on, in the comments below if you want to just put anything below whatever you you guys normally put but i want you to answer a question who would win in a game of one-on-one between Tim Cato and Tim McMahon? Who would win that matchup? Who? It's a good question. I'd, would I'd he love just to post see. you up? So I've played with McMahon before. I have Ooh. not played one-on-one against him. Okay. I He does have a size advantage. He is a post-up guy. I'm younger. I got younger That's legs. True. Now, I got awful knees, but... I would like to think that I still got a quickness edge. Yeah. My jump shot, it's, you know, I was in the gym for the first time in a while and took me about an hour, but I got, I got, I got it back up to speed a little bit. I was making like, you know, 45% of my shots. Now that's all shots in an open gym, <laughs> uncontested, but Hey man, we're taking, we're taking gradual strides. So I just, I just want to say, if you're not watching on YouTube, you're missing out because Tim has a glorious, beautiful tank top on. And when you have guns like Tim, see, I'm, I'm going to screenshot this right now. When, when you have the confidence to rock the guns like Tim, then you, you got to do it. See, I'm not in good enough shape to wear a tank, but I'm envious of you. So, I mean, you got it. You've been outside good. in Texas lately? <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, literally were like old men before we started this pod. We're like, yeah, I just saw a 30% chance of rain in a few days, and uh, I'm going to be good. Yeah, so, I was uh, telling you, I think I'm going to become one of those guys who's just like, anytime it's going to rain, I'm just going to say, oh, we really needed it. <laughs> we really did. If, if it's hot out, it's the humidity that gets you. <laughs> now, would I become like more obnoxious than I already am? Yeah, but maybe that's what I'm going for, if you really think about it. <laughs> Um, okay, Mavs fans, you already follow him on Twitter, but he's host of 77 Minutes. Okay, it used to be 77 Minutes in Heaven, right? Yeah, I mean, you can call it either one. Okay, I, and, uh, I, I just kind of made an executive decision to call it 77 Minutes. I, I, I think it's clean. Yeah, if you really go look out around the internet, I think it is still called 77 Minutes in Heaven, but yeah, well, you know, either way, just type in 77 Minutes. You guys know <laughs> you're listening to it, subscribe to it. Obviously, Tim is one of the only full-time beat writers covering the Mavs um, for The Athletic. And one of your stories a while back, I guess, I don't know, all the time is going together at this point, but you uh, just casually mm. broke the, oh, Christian Wood's going to come off the bench. And, you know, I, I don't know if it's just a testament to where we're at in the offseason of Mavs fans. We just want anything at this point. But then just sent Mavs fans down just an endless, oh, my gosh, what? Christian Wood off the bench. Just what were your thoughts when you came across that, typing it up? Did you know it was going to be a big deal? And you're like, oh, wow. Or was it surprising to you? I usually know when things are going to be 
a big deal. Um, this one surprised me a little bit. Uh, so, so I guess here's the thought process I had. Um, I was told this. I, I reported it. I, I was told that, you know, by by somebody within the Mavericks who would know that this was the plan. But I, I also I got sick um, the week that summer league started, um, and so I was just kind of off the grid. I I, I didn't use that anywhere. Um, I, I wasn't publishing anything. I was I was sick, um, and by the time I write that article, Jason Kidd had already came out, right? And he had said Spencer and JaVale were starting. He had just volunteered that information, right? Yeah. I saw that even if I didn't know the information that I did, essentially as saying that Christian Wood was coming off the bench. There was also a comment he made that really only made sense. I think you guys discussed this on this on this podcast at some point on one of these podcasts um, about the bench having more scoring. Yeah, that yeah, also yeah. indicated that Christian Wood, to me, was coming off the bench. I don't think there was any scenario where the Mavericks would have looked at what Reggie Bullock did in the in the postseason, especially down the stretch of the season, and looked at what the benefits of having two wings on the court at all times, especially when Luca and now can you know, as Jason Kidd said, Spencer were going to be the two guards, players you don't want guarding, you know, uh, key defensive assignments. There was no yeah. scenario ever where Bullock was going to you know, be the player starting or, you know, be coming off the bench in, in favor of Christian Wood. Now I did think there was a scenario um, where Christian would be, would be starting next to JaVale once, once it got out there that JaVale was going to be the starter. Um, and then, then it would be Spencer coming off the bench. Yeah. Um, I also think that there's a scenario where JaVale should not be the starter and, and Christian Wood should be the full-time five. But yeah. once Spencer and, and JaVale got, <laughs> again, Jason Kidd just volunteered that information. Once he did, to me, it, it was just it was just very clear. Um, and so it was good to, you know, since I had it, since I had been told this, it was good to actually go through and say, this is the expectation. Yeah. But it, it's 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 almost like and again, I, I'm I'm so versed in the Mavericks uni universe, and you know, certainly I have you know, conversations with people and, and I know how highly they think of Bullock and what he did last season. So I, I fully admit to being influenced by that. Um, I'm not saying that every single person should have interpreted what uh, Jason Kidd said um, as meaning that, but I'm telling you right now, that is what that meant. You know, yeah. he, Jason Kidd essentially said Christian Wood was coming off the bench without saying it. Uh, yeah. and, and so I think that's why I was a little bit surprised when everything, you know, when, when a lot of mass Twitter, was shocked, upset, you know, had just had opinions on it. And I guess I shouldn't have been given the way that the offseason had, you know, kind of trended in a, you know, in a, in a, in a negative manner, let's yeah. say. But um, that's why it surprised me a little bit. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think it, yeah, you know, it, 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 yeah, it took me by surprise just, just a teeny bit. Should, should we care about, you know, I, I think when that news came out and, you know, your story came out about it, you know, I think some Mavs fans immediately went to, well, he's our second best player on our team and he's in an ex, you know, expiring contract. It's a contract year. Are we like ruining this relationship already? For me, it was like, hey, we kind of like bought low. Like there's, you know, they, they said the whole he's got to prove it. We're proving it to him too. kind of both sides when they could first talk about it. So is it, do you care about any of that? Is that a big deal? Are you looking at it that far zoomed out of, ooh, man, they're kind of risking a relationship type here? Uh, no, 
um, I don't care about it until I have a reason to care about it. I, I, I don't care about it until there is substantial evidence that Christian Wood is bothered by it, that uh, he's unhappy with his role. Again, the, the very clear uh, expectation for the Mavericks is that Christian Wood is going to play far more minutes than any other big man, uh, even coming off the bench. Uh, JaVel McGee is, is not someone who's going to average more than 25. And I doubt he even gets that next season. Uh, Maxi is, is Maxi somebody who you want to purposefully limit his minutes throughout the season in, in, in the hopes to keep him healthy. Uh, there's no question that Christian Wood is going to be, you know, the most influential and important big man going into next season on the, on the roster. And now there are still questions. Um, I, this, I'm not saying anything I haven't said before, it wouldn't shock me if he's traded at the deadline. If if this experiment does not work, if if there are reasons why the Mavericks are not sold on it, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at all if if, if they considered moving on from him again. Um, but there's also a scenario where it works really well. There's a scenario where he pushes his way into the starting lineup. Uh, probably uh, you know at, at least at first as the four next to JaVale and Spencer starts coming off the bench. But, you know, there's there's a lot of permutations here, and, and I'm just really interested to see the various looks and, and what the Mavericks can do with it. But, again, in, until Christian Wood, uh, until there's an indication that he is bothered by not starting, because I know they've had conversations with him about this already, um, you know, until that happens, no, I'm not worried about that at all. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back talking about the Mavs offseason. This pod is brought to you by our best friends, Built Bar. I literally just got a package in the mail the other day that Built Bar sent me and was like, hey, we have a new flavor. Try it out. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar. If you haven't tried it, you need to try it. But guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the Puffs treatment as well. That's right. Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously what a word. Chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. This fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling right now and listen. They're good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, all delicious. All built bars are made with collagen protein with your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about built puffs is, of course, they taste amazing. Delicious coconut rich sweet brownie creamy marshmallow stop fascinating fascinating stop fantasizing right now even bryce at lockdown rangers loves built bar go to built.com your order to order your box built.com promo code locked 15 get 50 15 percent off your order promo code locked 15 all right tim just loaded question here are the mavs done are, are they done with the offseason? Is this the exact roster that we're seeing you know, on media day in September? I would be shocked. I really mm-hmm. would be. What, what have you guys been saying about that? Like, where, where are you guys falling on it? You know, I'm just checking my phone every day, uh, every hour, just waiting for uh, that trade. So, I, no, I, I think that I, the Dragic stuff was so interesting. And, you know, I was talking to uh, Bob Sturm earlier this week, and we were talking about Dragic a little bit, and I was like, not that I thought Dragic is like all-star, you know, playing 30 minutes a night. But just from my standpoint, I'm like, it looks like there's a clearly defined role that he could play if he signed. And the fact that they looked at it, considering what Dragic said is true, and it's like, hey, you're not going to like really have a role or like you're going to have like the Trey Burke role kind of. 
that told me it's like, all right, they're you're, they're banking on something else that that's going to come at some point this offseason. So, am I dumb for feeling that way? Do you feel the same way? <laughs> Do you expect something else to happen in in the fallout of Durant Mitchell, whatever it is? I, I mean, I I have a high expectation or belief that's what the Mavericks are planning on. Um, I, I don't know it with certainty, but. I, I would be really surprised if if they aren't, you know, still making calls, checking in, and just making sure that you know the teams that are poised to make trades before next season starts are aware of you know just how the you know the Mavericks' willingness to facilitate moves like that. You know, certainly there's several guards in Utah who really any of them would make sense on the roster. And, you know, I, I think that still seems like a very possible thing uh, that, that would happen before, um, before the season starts. I, I mean, I guess it's possible Donovan Mitchell doesn't even get traded. And, and currently, right now, as we stand, it, it seems maybe a little bit more likely than, than less likely that Kevin Durant stays in Brooklyn. So, you know, that's the thing about banking on being, you know, not just making trades to improve the roster, but being a facilitator as a third team of trades, you've got to make sure those trades actually happen. And so I, I guess there's scenarios where the Mavericks could enter next season with the roster as it stands right now. I, I just, I still don't think that's very likely. I still think that they would make some sort of move around the edges. Um, you know, and, and I think the, the tragic stuff that you said is a, is a good example of that because I, I like you, I, I find it very hard to look at that roster and not see a clearly defined role for him, even if it's closer to Trey Burke than Spencer Dinwiddie last year. Yeah, like yeah. we can agree on that, yeah. but he's not Trey Burke. He's way better. And I yeah. will say, I, I given who Dragic's agent is, um, I don't think it's a, a big issue. But I would be hesitant to be, you know, if if those comments can be taken as Dragic being annoyed with how the negotiations went with Dallas. Um, I don't know. I would just be hesitant if I'm Dallas to do that when Bill Duffy's your agent. As I say, you know, it's not like, you know, Duffy has a, another one of, you know, cl a client, you know, in Dallas, another Slovenian even. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Jordan Clarkson, Pat Beverly, I mean, they would fit in Dallas, right? I mean, I, I feel like, you know, people, you know, even, you know, your, your latest Q and A, I think it was on the 14th. Um, people were asking about Dwight. Somebody asked you about Dwight Powell on the roster. And it's like, yeah, Dwight's on this expiring 10, $11 million deal. You look around the league and it's like, you know, we were joking not too long ago, Dwight for Kobe white, Dwight for Pat Beverly, you know, are there other guards out there that, do they need another ball handler off the bench? You think you think that's the route they go, or is it a wing? Um, you know, I would be more focused on ball handling, but you know, you've also got to consider Hardaway maybe one of the players shipped out, right? Yeah. And so the idea that Hardaway is gonna sort of be the quasi wing that you fill in behind uh Bullock and Finney Smith, if he's out the door, then yeah, all of a sudden you are a little bit more needing you know, something there, um, you know, certainly at least with the I've chilled, uh, you know, towards the postseason, because I, I, I think Josh Green will still get a lot of minutes next season. Um, Whoa, wait, but... really? You you, <laughs> you think Josh Green has a big role? I'm, I'm really curious about this. Oh, actually, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't see why it wouldn't be similar to the one it was last year. 
right? Hmm. Yeah. How, how much how much has it really changed on that front? You know. Well, I was fascinated by him being on the team this year because, you know, he's entering. You know, he's getting close to this range of like they kind of got us out of like, do, do we want to? Is he part of the future? Are we kind of, you know, he's a couple years in, and he didn't have a role too much in the playoffs. So my whole thing going into the offseason was, is he going to be on this team if they're not confident that he's going to have a role? Because then you're just going to have like another season of him like barely playing. And then like you have to decide if you're going to like keep him or not for another guaranteed year. So I was just really fascinated by his Instagram, you know, highlight stuff and, and Vegas looks great working out. But but do yeah. you remember do you remember him getting into the rotation? And did you, did you guys also feel like it almost felt like Desmond Bain had just popped off <laughs> and Jason Kidd was like, all right. I'll I'll play the rookie that we didn't yeah. draft in, instead of him. Do you remember that? He's got to play, but in his stretch in the regular season, I thought I thought he played well, and I mean he's a great mm-hmm. passer. He's super athletic and stuff. I do think back to you know the the Utah series to when they put Rudy on him, and he's just like kind of dribbling around in a circle, and Rudy's just like, all right, are you gonna stop dribbling right now, or what are you gonna what are you about to do type thing? I I just I don't know what his role is next season. I, I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I guess I would say two things. I, I'm not certain he's on the roster, and I, I hate to say it, I'm not the biggest believer in him. I, you know, what worried me down the stretch of last season was how many times that he could get ten minutes and basically not record a stat. Uh, it's it's rare for players. It, it's one thing for a player to be inefficient, for a player to be to, to be turnover heavy, to for a player mm-hmm. to need to work on their defense. You still have to make an impact on the game in some way. Um, even if it's not, you know, uh, efficient or even if there's a lot of mistakes within that, it, it did worry me, you know, like even his passing, which we saw for that first month, uh, a lot of it, it felt like that faded a little bit. Like how many how many wow passes did you see from Josh Green mm. in the last two months of the regular season? Uh, I, I don't remember that many. Uh, mm. So that worries me. Um, just the overall lack of impact, uh, lack, lack of raw impact, uh, you know, down to stretch of last season. And that said, he is really the only young player on the roster that isn't, you know, fully realized, um, I, you know, Jaden Hardy now. But, yeah, you know, last season, that was certainly the case. And if he's on the roster and if the Mavericks can get, you know, usable 10, 15 minute stretches out of him like they did a lot of a lot of last season, you know, I, I would find it hard to believe that, you know, that isn't the approach that they take if only to develop him to the point that maybe somebody else is interested in him. Because again, they, you know, it, it does seem like a lot of their most reasonable path forwards, you know, in terms of team building is through trade and they don't have a lot to trade. And so just mothballing him at the end of the bench, I, I don't think helps anybody. Um, that said, maybe he does get traded before the start of the season. You know, maybe he's yeah. in whatever deal is, is, is there. So if, <laughs> If you had to put money down on one of the following two players being on the Mavs next year, Kyrie or Russell Westbrook, which one would you put the money down on? You're just asking everybody this question. <laughs> I, I I heard I heard you ask Gallagher. So if, if you I had, to, he's like down. a big Russ guy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, he lived in OKC. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't yeah, think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess I knew that. I've I've. Uh, He's, he's say, he shared this with me over the years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Russ, I, I think it is Russ out of the two. I, I, I think that, you know, and again, we're putting 
We're we're yeah. putting like like penny bets on one to <laughs> a thousand odds, and I and yeah. I know that's like baked into the question. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to clarify. I think of the two. I, I think I believe the Mavericks when they say he's not really a culture fit, mm. and talking about Kyrie, right? It's talking about Kyrie. Talking about yeah. Kyrie. It's it's the the Mavericks really believe, and, and I think rightly so that the culture they built up last season, you know, had a significant impact on the success they were able to have. Yeah. And I, I think it's hard to dispute that. You know, I think it's hard to argue. You you saw how much those guys liked each other and you know got along and bonded. And for all those reasons, you know, I I think they'd be really hesitant to do anything to disrupt that. Um. I, you know, I do really, there, there is a price that you'd have to think about it with Kyrie, right? Mm-hmm. If, if his, if, if it really on, a, on an expiring specifically, and yeah. with the understanding that the team is light on ball handling and, you know, maybe hasn't improved, maybe they have, but, you know, maybe at, you know, maybe they've only uh, stood pat. And if you do that, especially in the Western conference, that's going backwards. I, I, I do think that at some point you have to consider that, but I, I think, of those two, it's it's probably more likely that you know Russell on a on a one year deal that they say, hey maybe it maybe it works, but I don't yeah. know, man. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's practically zero for both. Um, yeah, you know, maybe maybe it's literally zero for both, for all yeah. I know. Um, so that's that's a hard one to answer. Watch them make a Russ trade tomorrow, and it's more of like a salary cap shedding move for an expiring contract and. I'll, I'll read It'd your athletic fun. story about it. <laughs> it would be fun. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and then I got to ask uh, Tim here about Jalen Brunson. Not too much about Jalen Brunson, but a, a few questions about it. All right, we all watched the uh, – or some. I watched a little bit, and I was just like, I can't watch it anymore. The intro presser, JB in New York. I'm happy for him. Great guy. I know this has to be a really cool moment for him. Um. For Mavs fans, this tampering stuff, I'm, I find myself in one side saying, all right, I care. I want to see the Knicks get dinged for this. Another side of me says, is this just another version of the last two-minute report that I'm just going to see it and be like, all right, cool. We didn't get anything from it. How do you feel about the tampering stuff? And then do you expect something to come from it? Um, at this point, I would say the NBA, with almost with almost sure certainty, will investigate in in some manner. Um, I am obviously not in a, any position to know what they're going to find. They, you know, the NBA when when they have cases like this, when when they do investigate tampering, it's you know it's not the court of law, but it, it's not dissimilar to how the court of law operates. They have to go in assuming innocence and finding evidence. And then, you know, you know, it's, it's been explained to me that, you know, it really will, will rest upon, you know, what evidence turns up. And we've talked about this. A lot of people have talked about this. I'm sure you guys have talked about this, but it's, you know, it's, it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be really hard to legislate, you know, how much Sam Rose, Jalen's agent talks to his dad, the president of the Knicks and, you know, vice, you know, the, the same thing goes for Rick and Jalen Brunson. You know, I don't know how the NBA would handle that. If they would say, give us every single text between these very personal relationships that these people obviously have. And we'll go through and we'll say, all right, that's dad. That's dad. That's dad. No, that one, you're, that one, you're being a president. 
it's just like I don't I don't like that feels wrong to me. So yeah. I, I really don't know. I I've heard a few things that I I, I probably shouldn't say right now. Um, don't don't have them with enough certainty to say for sure. But I've heard a few things that they're curious about looking into, and you know it's it's stuff that's floating around the league. So the the NBA you know certainly you know will you know uh, with um, I'm very certain. Let, let's say it that way. I, I, certainty implies 100. percent I feel very certain the league will look into this. Um, I just don't know if they're going to find enough or be able to legislate enough. How do you prove you know, it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. For it to be anything other than another second round, you know, second round pick that they take away. Yeah. I love, I appreciate the confidence from some Mavs fans out there. Like we're getting our first rounder back, baby. <laughs> like, eh, wouldn't uh, yeah. hold our breath on that one. Um, and that wouldn't happen anyway. You know? Yeah. It's that's, that's not how it works. It, the Mavericks wouldn't get anything for a tampering investigation. It would only be a punishment of the Knicks. See, this should be part of the next CBA. The the team losing should get something back for uh, tampering. Um, my last question about Brunson, and this is this is my only thing. Yeah, we know about the lack of extension before the season. However, we want to feel about the midseason. They didn't offer it. Well, if they did, would you know would they have taken it and all of that stuff? They definitely did not offer it. Mid-season. Okay, they didn't offer. We can talk it. about Whether... that a little bit more, but they did not offer it. All right, I still do stuff for Mavs.com. So, it my my question that I have is, if they weren't prepared to pay Brunson near thirty million, or the possibility of paying Brunson near thirty million, why did they keep him on the roster past the trade deadline? I think that's a really good question. It's one I've asked myself. It's one that, you know, even, you know, even if I could say everything, like, I don't think I have a great answer for it. I'll say this. I, I know that the Mavericks entering this offseason, there was a belief around the team that Brunson would be coming back. Mm. And I don't know if that was um, foolish of them to think that because the smoke was around months and months and months before. Yeah. And certainly the Mavericks were aware of even more than, you know, what leaked out there. Um, so I, I could see the argument that, that it was a little foolish. Um, I, I could see the argument that things worsened around the deadline and that even if Brunson, and, and I've kind of made this argument um, in a, in, you know, my, the mailbag I did on the athletic. Uh, yeah. The 14th. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of made this argument. I, I, I think that there's a scenario where JB probably would not have taken the midseason extension, mm. but then the Mavericks did not offer it. Um, and he felt hurt by that because the Mavericks, by not offering it, were basically saying, we want to at least keep options open. I yeah. think that his, you know, Brunson's comments about feeling like he was going to stay in Dallas forever certainly indicate some change of heart. Now, there are a lot of actors involved in this, um, you know, in, in terms of his Rick Brunson, in terms of Leon Rose and, uh, you know, so on and so on and so on. And, you know, maybe some of them were acting in a way to influence how JB felt about that. Um, it's I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's just I, I can see those scenarios. But at some point, JB, you know, Jalen Brunson had to have his mind change or had to choose to change his mind. And was influenced by something the Mavericks did, and yeah. it it does it does seem, you know, 
if you, if you really, you know, I saw the, I didn't watch the presser. I saw the quotes, but I saw the one clip where he kind of starts saying something and just pauses for a second. You yeah. know, it's like they just, and then there's a pause and then he, he spins it in a way. He's like, Oh, you know, he realizes internally he can't actually talk about that. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I would, I would guess that there are people within the Mavericks organization who feel they should have handled that whole situation better. Mm. So. Cool. I agree. <laughs> yeah. um, on a lesser note, AJ Lawson, were you were you surprised that he just went to Minnesota and he didn't get a two way spot? I thought he he did enough uh, to possibly get a two way, but I mean, I know the Mavs like Moses Wright too, so you reported too, you know, Tyler Dorsey stuff in in that same um, you know mailbag on the fourteenth there. Where, yeah, AJ Lawson to Minnesota. I mean, I I have a I've had a long-standing theory not to get worked up about anything that happens at summer league. So, um, <laughs> maybe they have their eyes on somebody else uh, who played very well for another summer league team who is not going to be signed by you know that respective team. So yeah, I, who knows for sure? Uh, I'm I'm sure the Mavericks will find somebody interesting. Also, like what are the chances AJ Lawson becomes a player? Two-way it, spots it, mean everything. <laughs> you're killing me isaac you're killing me um yeah just a just a long you know a, a long line of success stories from the mavericks two-way spots over the past few years huh yeah <laughs> well you know the uh you put a list theo of Pinson. players hey i freaking love theo Pinson. you yeah. put a list of players somebody asked you about in that q a about the last roster spot and because you know right now mavericks obviously have one and you put a list of players i just got to list them off because there's some best, there's some good ones there. You put Jake Lehman, Justin Anderson, Simba, PJ Dozier. I like him. He actually was in Mavs camp a while back. Eric Bledsoe and Markeith Morris. I'm surprised Eric Bledsoe hasn't signed with anybody yet. Slash the Lakers. Right. I mean, look, I'm going to be honest. I pulled up remaining free agents available and went through and picked a few that I liked and yeah. felt like over the years have had you know better analytics than you know, maybe they've been discussed or, or mentioned and, and things like that. Uh, there was, there was literally zero like info to read into that. Uh, it was yeah. just some players who I'm like, they've been, they've had good seasons. And I'll, I'll be honest, if I've really carefully vetted that list, uh, there's probably a few I'd drop, you know, and yeah. there might be reasons why Marquis Morris should never be a Maverick because mm. uh, Luca wouldn't, you know, like playing with him, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, in, in fact, Marcus, Marquis Morris is one where, is what he's been as a player lately. Um, it's not too yeah. interesting. Uh, I, I thought I thought he was actually a, a half decent player a few years back, but um, you know, I, I would just say that was that was me just kind of going down a list and being like, well, these guys have been interesting role players before. Yeah, they're still free agents, and I mean, they they could get right. signed by somebody. Right. Um, okay, last one for you. What was the most surprising? Surprising uh, move of the offseason so or lack of move uh, from the Mavs this offseason. Um, I mean, I wasn't anticipating the Christian Wood trade. Um, hmm. I mean, there's there's like three moves to talk about, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I, I would I would say, yeah, no, I, I think it I think it does have to be Christian Wood. I, I was pretty surprised by that. It, it just, you know, I it under it made sense the more I thought about it, but 
you know, I, I thought I didn't think it would be that easy. You know, the part of the yeah, here's the thing. The part of the surprise me is I, I didn't think it'd be that easy to get off all four salary dump guys. Yeah, at basically just the cost of the first round pick while also getting a pretty interesting asset back um, to use that, you know, financial parlance. Um, yeah, I, I really thought it'd be a little trickier. And I knew that they were going to be working towards that, that they didn't just want to waive all those guys, especially given their uh, luxury tax situation. Uh, I, I did not, would not have ever thought I was, I was texting somebody. So I think it happened like on a Thursday evening, Wednesday evening, mm. something like that. I was texting someone on another team being like, would you take Sterling Brown, you know, just as a salary dump? Uh, you know, what would it take? And the guy was texting me back. No, like <laughs> I wouldn't do that. He doesn't have that, like that level of value at this point. Um, yeah. You know, in Sterling Brown, I thought maybe out of those four that they traded, was the only one who had a hope of having any level of value just as a not don't all... you disrespect Boban? You know what I mean. <laughs> I'm <Boban>. just kidding. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote the definitive Boban story. That's what you did. It was really oh. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About being a teammate. So yeah. so yeah, to go from me texting someone on another team who would, who was saying, yeah, we wouldn't take the most interesting of these four players, even as a salary dump, just as an experiment to yeah. all four of them going Christian Wood coming back and the Mavericks only having to give up a very late first round pick. Uh, that, that, that to me was very surprising and, and really good front officing. And if it had, if, if that had happened in reverse, you know, I, I think the oh. sentiment of this offseason would be a little bit different, not, not as high as it was and deservedly yeah. so, but you know, I do think fan and fandom is affected by recency. And um, oh yeah, I think, I think things would be a little bit higher. Yeah, because it started off the whole offseason of, I mean, that happened before the you know league year flipped over. And it's like, oh, Christian Wood? Oh, we traded in for Jaden Hardy, the swing for Jaden Hardy. It's right. like, you got all Mavs fans excited. And then JB left. And, you know, some fans were split about JaVel McGee. And I, I really like the JaVel. It's like, hey, a vet, you know, for five, five and a half million dollars that, does what they want at the center spot and is basically an upgrade over Dwight. Sign me up. And anyway, Tim, you're the man. I appreciate you showing off the guns. And um, anytime you want to do some curls together, let me know. You can probably curl more than I can, but uh, you got a, a upcoming story coming out that we can tease or a new episode that's coming out later this week. Uh, I do have an episode tomorrow. Um, Ooh, let's go with uh, Brian Damaris. So, that's gonna be Ooh. 77 minutes. I've got a I've got a bunch he's, of he's good friends with Dirk, right? He is. He is. He yeah. is absolutely. So he's a and obviously former front office. So I, I think I think we are gonna talk a little bit about the season, but also I want to I want to pick his brain about just like how front offices work, mm. and you know I, you know even even what I know like he he is much 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 more of an expert about you know, just the process that teams go through, and I, I think it'd be interesting to dive into the minutia of that a little bit. So that's my plan. And yeah. uh, so listen to that. It'll be out at some point on Thursday. We're not recording till the early afternoon. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Then I just got a bunch of stories I'm working on. Nothing, nothing to tease eminently. Let's, let's put yeah. it that way. But there's some, there's some mid, medium and long-term stories I'm working on that they're going to be good. Heck yeah. All right. Listen to 77 minutes later this week, obviously subscribe uh, to their pod and uh, all of Tim's work. Uh, if you're subscribed to this pod, tomorrow's pod will have uh, one of the assistant coaches for the Mavs. Uh, so it'll be uh, 
it's a fun episode, fun, fun interview. Me and uh, somebody hopping on. But Tim, you're awesome. Catch you soon. See you, man.